This is Podcast Game Show, the first trivia quiz show built exclusively for your ears. In each episode, we put a different contestant to the test, and it all leads up to a season-ending face-to-face trivia death match. Best friends, what's to do better? In season one, it's all about podcast hosts, because I always wonder, what do they really know? 20 contestants, 15 questions, only one winner. Who will it be? Let's find out on Podcast Game Show. I'm Brandon Biard. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Game Show. I, as always, am your host, Brandon Biard, coming to you today from our Podcast Game Show studios in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. And today is a really exciting day because we are beginning our playoffs here. And I've got two of the top four players from the season, two really sharp, really smart contenders here. First up, let me introduce Scott Clark from the Gaming Outsider. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Brandon. How are you, sir? I am great. And I should say, let me reintroduce Scott Clark because you were back. You were here earlier in the season. You were episode 16. And mm-hmm. I just want to tell everybody. So it's not, I mean, you guys are clearly the best of the season, but it, it was so close and so hard to decide. Scott, you got 14 <laughs> out of 15 correct. And three out of five of the bonus questions correct. So, I mean, Ooh. it almost doesn't get any better than that. So that's why you're here. You deserve to be here. And uh, you're uh, in Rockford, Illinois. Is that right? I am. Uh, just on the northern border with the Wisconsin. Not too far from Chicago, about an hour and a half north, northwest of Chicago. Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm sure the weather's lovely right now. Is it nice and cool outside? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it is actually gorgeous out today. It does not feel like the month that we're in. So that that's I'm not complaining whatsoever. I'm, I'm digging this this winter we're having. Awesome. That month uh, meaning February 2016, obviously, because that's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, and um, your website. It's your like I said, your podcast is the Gaming Outsider, and your website is thegamingoutsider.com. Is that right? That's correct. And there's actually a link on the website that will take you to our community group on Facebook where we've got lots of good conversations going there with gamers. And uh, that's probably the 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 best place to be to get in, involved with conversations. Awesome. But the website, we've got lots of news going on there, too. OK. And it, it, just to review real quick, Scott's fact for us when he was last on, you are a part time DJ, also a full time teacher and also yes. a full time podcaster, a fourth grade teacher. Is that right? That's correct. I teach fourth grade over at uh, Johnson Elementary here in Rockford, Illinois. All right. Well, Scott, good luck to you. And let me introduce our other contestant, Richard Ryerson of the Dose of Leadership podcast. Richard, how are you doing? Outstanding. Glad to be here. Oh, glad to have you back. And so everyone else knows, Richard, you were back in episode 10. You were halfway through the season uh, when we had you on before. And you, my friend, scored a perfect score, 15 out of 15. Uh, five out of five on the bonus question. So you actually had the top score of the season. Uh, so, so no pressure. <laughs> no, no pressure. Yeah, Again, really this is though. a difference of one point, but still, uh, Richard was our top score. So he's definitely going to bring his A game today. I'm sure. Now, Richard, you are um, outside of Wichita, Kansas. Is that right? That's correct. Just outside of it. Yep. Do you, uh, what's the name of the the town, or if you want to mention it? Uh, Andell is actually, it's a little town just outside of the Wichita, but I born and raised and grew up in Wichita, Kansas and, uh, didn't live here for about 10 years when I was in the Marine Corps as a pilot. And then I moved back here in 2001 and been here ever since. Lovely. Okay. And Richard is, if, uh, you'll remember at home, uh, is a 
commercial pilot, among other things. And obviously, um, he hosts his leadership podcast. Uh, and I remember your fun fact, Richard, before was your your biological father uh, was or, or was a member of Jimmy Buffett's original band. Is that right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he was in the um, – in fact, they just did a dedication ceremony in uh, December at the University of uh, Mississippi where my birth father and Jimmy Buffett actually met. They were both – I think Jimmy Buffett had graduated at the time, but he was going back and playing at the student union, and my birth father was a student at the time, and they started jamming at the student union. This was in, I think, 1970 or 71, and then my birth father went off and did some – uh, a, a group that almost made it, made it to American Bandstand called Larry Raspberry and the High Steppers. Don't ask. I don't know <laughs> much about their music, but they did make it to Bandstand. It didn't happen. Buffett was coming up around that time and was looking for somebody and they connected and he, and, uh, he was a member. And so any harmonica that you hear on a Jimmy Buffett song, you know, like Son of, Son of a Sailor or Pirate Looks at 40 or kind of two that have a lot of harmonica, that is my biological father. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I got a lot of cool stories about uh, being Jimmy Buffett and riding in the limo to the show and doing all the stuff. And yeah, that could be a whole other podcast. In fact, I might start that. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up with Buffett. Okay. <laughs> and Richard, um, I mentioned Dose of Leadership. That that podcast website is doseofleadership.com. Um, is there anywhere else we should be looking for you online? Yeah, that's a great place to, to connect. And my personal website, richardryerson.com. Again, it's all about the subject of leadership. And I do executive uh, coaching, group coaching, keynote speaking uh, seminars, all on the topic of leadership and how to become more courageous and authentic in your presence and helping an organization improve their employee engagement and all that kind of fancy stuff. So it's all on the subject of common sense leadership and focusing how to be more authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. Yeah, all yeah, important all things. Okay. Well, now that we've had a chance to catch up with our two contenders here, I'm really excited about this. It's so much fun to have two of y'all playing each other. Um, I'll explain the rules real quick for you at home listening. We've got 15 questions. That's it. Um, we're going to just go back and forth. Whoever gets the best score out of these 15 questions wins. That's it. There's no cheats this time. There's no gimmicks. It's just whoever gets the best and the most right. So um, if the first person, if the person who has the first chance to answer the question gets it wrong or doesn't know the answer, the other person will get a chance to steal and answer it. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. And for this first one, this doesn't count. It's only to determine who gets to answer the first question. I'm going to play a sound effect. And I want you to identify what that sound is. Just yell out, I know, if, if you know the answer. Okay. All right. And the category is sports. Sports is this sound. I know. I got Richard, I heard you say it first. Uh, what you got? It's a golf swing, golf club. Uh, it is. It is a driver hitting a nice. golf ball. Correct. So Richard will answer the first question. Scott, did, was that what you were going to say as well? It was, and I said the wrong word to say it. I said, <laughs> instead of I know it. So. <laughs> well, it ended up, still counts, but I heard Richard chime in first. So, okay. With question number one, Richard Ryerson, what Channing Tatum, Matthew McConaughey's picture took you deep into the world of male strippers? Mm -hmm. A magic Mike. <laughs> That's correct. I could have answered faster. I should have, but I'm just kind of embarrassed to know that I knew that. <laughs> well, that's hey, the all first right. The first one's a really good movie, <laughs> yeah. believe it or not. 
Okay, good. I don't feel so bad that they actually saw it. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, that's right. Magic Mike. Question number two. What university has a large mural of Touchdown Jesus on campus near its stadium? <laughs> Touchdown Jesus? I have no idea. Uh, wherever Tim Tebow went. Do you, <laughs> do you want to make a guess? You might as well guess. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Um, I don't even know college football at all. So I'm going to I'm going to have to just like swing University of Jesus. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is oh. not right. Uh, oh, no. Richard, what do you think? Man, I have no idea. I don't know. Really? really that was a tougher that, yeah. one. OK, no worries. No one got that one right. Notre Dame school that's decent in football. Decent, you know, a religious school. There you go. Okay, that's all right. What is? I don't even know what touchdown Jesus looks like. What it's, is it's a giant mural of Jesus, kind of with his arms spread out, but it kind of looks like he's doing the touchdown symbol. <laughs> and if you could see it from inside the stadium, that's why they call it touchdown Jesus. I have a friend from Notre Dame that's going to be so mad at me that I did not get that correct. <laughs> no problem. Unless you've been there, maybe you don't know that one. That's all right. Okay, so so far scores one nothing. Now we're back to Richard to have this first shot at this next question. If one shroot buck equals one billion Stanley Nichols and one billion Stanley Nichols equals 2.5 unicorns, how many shroot bucks are needed to buy 10 unicorns? <laughs> Can I write this on paper? Sure, just uh, do it quickly. All right. He says four. Is the answer four? That is correct. Four shrewd bucks. You had to get the conversion rate correct there. That's right. And uh, yeah. Well, the one billion thing was the, the try to, that was, it meant nothing. It meant nothing. Well, both, I tried to trick yeah, you. Both were one billion. So you could just make them both equal to each other and then just go from there. Right. Exactly. So next question. We're back to Scott. Yes, sir. Scott, what former 98 Degrees singer helped lead a referendum to legalize pot in Ohio in 2015? Oh my 98 Degrees singer? <laughs> oh, man. I can only, I only know one off the top of my head, so I'm, I'm probably going to have to go with that. But Okay. Go with that. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can jog my memory and remember any of the other's names and see if that makes sense. To legalize pot, you said? Yes. I, the only one I can think of is Nick Lachey. I'm going to go with that. Nick Lachey. Is it Nick Lachey? <laughs> it is. Wow. Now, I'm the, I'm the one that's going to be embarrassed for knowing who Nick Lachey well, is. I couldn't remember even. I can I remember the group, but I can't remember their name. Now yeah. I do. That you said Nick Lachey. Trust me. That's all I, know, I would know, too. Okay. So, after four questions, the score is two to one. Richard. Richard, we're going to come back to you next. Okay. Richard, if you're trying to get to the largest city in the world in 500 AD, where should you go? And this is multiple choice. Rome, Constantinople, or Babylon? 500 AD? 500 AD. Rome. Uh, Incorrect, unfortunately. All right, Scott, chance to steal. If you're trying to get to the largest city in the world in 500 AD... Is it Rome, Constantinople, or Babylon? 50-50. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say Constantinople. 
Correct. It is Constantinople. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That was a total guess, man. I had no clue. <laughs> well, uh, Richard did the hard work for you. I know. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Now we're now this is Scott's question to start. What Atlanta-based rap group sang I'm Sorry Miss Jackson and Bombs Over Baghdad? Oh, I actually know this one. It is Oh, this Andre Andre 3000 is the is the lead guy. It is Outcast with a K. <laughs> Outcast with a K. Thank you. That is correct. Okay. Question These number s- hard, man. Yeah. Question number <laughs> 7 here. So now all of a sudden the score is Scott has three, Richard has two, and Richard, this is yours. If you're tripping ball, <laughs> if you're tripping balls on MDMA in the birthplace of rave, rave culture, what major European city are you nearest? And this is multiple choice. London, Amsterdam, or Berlin? Going to say, and this is like a guess, mm-hmm. God's telling me That it has to be London. London. He says it's London. Is it London? Yes, it is. Oh, the total guess. <laughs> hey, where's for both of us? <laughs> <laughs> well, London, birthplace of rave culture. So that would be like the birthplace of like EDM and techno well, music. I, that's what I think. Is yeah. most. I just yeah, because all those guys. I, I couldn't think of anybody from. G- Berlin or from Amsterdam that has hit it major in the scene, but I, I don't know. I just don't know. Score is tied now. 3-3. Three, three. Back to Scott. Scott. Mm-hmm. This is a math question for you. Woo-hoo. What is the smallest even prime number? The smallest even prime number? Sounds like it, This seems like a trick question. Hmm. And I and I teach math, so I should this should be at the tip of my tongue, but I'm just like going through my head to make sure this is not a trick question. The smallest even prime number. You have more pride. You have more pride on the line on this one. Go for it. I do. That's I, I do. So uh, the smallest even prime number is two. That is correct. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Because it's multiplied by one and itself, and that's so, it. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also the only even prime number. I didn't. I did not realize. Well, yeah, obviously, because everything is. If it's multiplied by two, then it's got more than one multiple. So, mm-hmm. right. um, well, these were all random questions. I just want to reiterate, but this is another multiple choice. Richard seems to be getting all the multiple choice ones here. This is sort of a film question. Who is the legendary composer who wrote the score of Jurassic Park, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones? The choices are Hans Zimmer. Danny Elfman or John Williams? John Williams. Oh, God. Yeah. John Williams. <laughs> that is it. That's right. Those the are all best composer. Those are all famous film all. composers, but John Williams is the one you hear when you Jurassic Park, also Star Wars, Indiana Jones, many others. Okay. Scores tied four to four. Okay, Scott. And this is question number 10. In what state is the easternmost point in the United States? And this is multiple choice. Maine, Alaska, Florida. Oh, man, I don't have a map handy to look. It's no going to be either Maine or... Wait, wait, what were the choices again? Maine, Alaska, Florida. We're looking for the easternmost point in the United States. 
Well, Alaska's going to be the westernmost for sure. I'm going to say... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm second-guessing myself here. All right. going to give you a couple more seconds, then give me an answer. Uh, I'm going to go with Maine. Going to go with Maine. All right. Lock in Maine. Is Maine the easternmost state in the United States? Uh, oh, 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 man. That Richard. <laughs> yeah, I'll steal. It's As a pilot, I know this is always a trick question that... We always ask you that, but it's Florida. You're going with Florida? Yeah. All right. Is it Florida? Uh, it is not. Come on. It is Alaska. Alaska? Camp. How, is that, how is that possible? It is a trick question. Richard was right. If you look, part of Alaska is wet on the Aleutian Islands or west of the International Dateline. Alaska uh, yeah. is actually the westernmost, oh. the easternmost, and the northernmost state in the United States. I am ashamed I did not know that. I did not say continental United States. So yeah, that, that's what. That's, yeah, that was a mean question. It's Florida. Yeah, it was a mean. It was a mean question. Uh, it was a mean question. Shame so, on you. That's all right. Neither neither of y'all <laughs> answered that one. Now we're four four still. Question number eleven. This is back to Richard. Richard, in the TV show The Walking Dead, the character Michonne slices zombies with what signature weapon? It's a samurai sword. Wow, didn't even hesitate. <laughs> samurai sword, that's right. Do you watch The Walking Dead? Yeah, you know, and um, I hadn't watched it up until uh, a couple months ago and i before the new season started me and my uh kids binge watched over a period of four weeks they got caught up and then right when the new season started so i am fresh walking dead convert so yeah you're a lucky man having all that to watch binge watching like that i felt i felt dirty and wrong after binge watching all of that i that's the first binge watching ever did and um, oh don't feel dirty just let it happen man it's awesome thank you thank you <laughs> we're all in agreement Okay, the score is 5-4. Richard's in the lead. Back to Scott. Scott, here's question number 12. What future senator was one of Saturday Night Live's original writers? Did Al Franken become senator? Al Franken? Is that your guess? It's the only one that makes sense to me. I'll go with that. going to lock him in on Al Franken. Yes, Al Franken. Woohoo! Yeah. We're tied 5-5 again. You guys really are good here. Okay, number 13. You're going to really want to start getting these right. (laughs) This is multiple choice. In 2003, what celebrity said, what are you looking at, sugar tits, when being pulled over by the cops? Was it Mel Gibson, Robert Downey Jr., or Gary Busey? Wow. Multiple choice. 2003, what are you looking at, sugar tits? 2003. Downey was sober, so it's not him. Gibson was pulled over and did the anti-Semitic stuff. A little, little tip. Time, you might not right? want to eliminate possible answers because if you get it wrong, Scott has a chance to steal it. 
And the fourth one was Busey? The third. Mel Gibson, Robert Downey Jr., or Gary Busey? I'm going to say Busey. It sounds like something he would do. Busey is his answer? Yeah. Let's see. Was it Gary Busey? Oh, incorrect, unfortunately. Scott, you could steal. Oh, it was Mel Gibson. I actually know this one. It was. Yeah, that was my initial. I should have went with my initial. Should have gone with your gut, man. Should have gone with your gut. gut. Scott is up one now, and Scott gets to answer this next question. Question number 14. If Scott gets this correct, he is the winner. Oh, no pressure. (laughs) No pressure. Here's your question, and it is not a multiple choice. What mall clothing store shares its name with the term for a corrupt country whose economy is dependent on exporting a single common produce item? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, what mall clothing store shares its name with the term for a corrupt country whose economy is dependent upon exporting a single common produce item? Wow, you you really know how to do the random random questions, don't you? <laughs> and there's no hints whatsoever. There's what no clothing hints on store, this one. It's a mall clothing, clothing store. store, and I'll, I will say that it's a clothing store that's obviously in plenty of malls. If I'm asking it, um, I'm trying to just run through the different clothing stores I can think of. I, I actually made a purchase at Macy's today. There's a uh, Marshalls. There's J.C. Penney. There's Sears. Um, it's a clothing store only. Boy, I just I am. I, I'm. I'm. A Banana Republic. <laughs> is it Banana Republic? It oh is <laughs> Banana Republic. Scott Clark, you are the winner. Of this episode of the playoffs. Congratulations, my friend. Oh, thank you. Richard, I'm so sorry. I got, you got all the multiple choice ones. I feel terrible. It was so close. You guys both did amazing. I mean, we were down to just one question. And Scott got it. Richard, um, still, you walk away knowing that you were the top player of the regular season of this game. I hope that helps. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was just the, the initial gut reaction of I should have gone with Mel Gibson. That was, I'll, I'll never watch a Mel Gibson movie again. <laughs> just to boycott him, huh? That's right. <laughs> All right. It was so close. That game was exactly as good as I thought it would be. Richard Ryerson of A Dose of Leadership, thank you so much for playing. And Scott Clark of The Gaming Outsider, getting in there at the last second with Banana Republic. We'll see you in the final episode, sir. Thank you very much. Richard, it was an honor to meet you, man. I'm, that was uh, fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Guys, uh, thanks so much for playing this season, and we'll be in touch. Thanks. Sounds good. Wow. Came down to the wire. What a finish. Um, well, that's what happens when you have two of the most brilliant contestants come back and face off against each other for the playoffs. And this is why I love this show, because it came down to two questions that decided the winner. What are you looking at, Sugar Tits and Banana Republic? So random, but in the end, Scott Clark pulled it out. He will be back in the final showdown next week. 
Make sure you come back and check that out. And while you're checking that out, go check out podcastgameshow.com. You can sign up for our email list, get exclusive early access to some of the episodes, insider info, the good kind, not the illegal kind, and much, much more. Now make sure you come back for the next episode. It's round two of the playoffs. It's Matthew Passy of the Pod Up Podcast and Joe Thoreau of 401 Stories. They're going to play each other, the winner of which will play Scott in the final episode. Thanks for listening. See you next time.